Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Matcha with Livy. Clearly I am fucking Livy. You guys, you're listening to this right now, and it is my motherfucking birthday. I am a ripe age of 22. Can we believe it? 22. It is my birthday. Go wish me a happy fucking birthday. Don't be rude. Don't be so fucking rude. Anyways, you guys, do I have an episode for you today? Do I have an amazing episode? I do. I really do. But first, We're going to get into my week intro because things got weird. So my sister has an ex-boyfriend and they recently broke. No, it wasn't recently. They broke up in September, right? So they've been separated for a while now. I really liked him. He was like a brother to me. I had more trouble letting go of the relationship than my whore sister did. I was like, oh my God, I miss him. But like, that's just kind of who I am as a person. I'm like, oh my God, I miss him. He's amazing. I loved him. Da, da, da. I wasn't in the relationship, so who fucking cares? But he was like a brother to me. They dated for four years. Loved him, right? I got some pretty cryptic text messages from him this weekend. Like some pretty fucking cryptic text messages. Text me- text, me- text messages. I'm sorry. I don't know why I cannot talk today. That I am going to read to you guys because I cannot not tell you this. My sister, I had to tell my sister immediately. It was all very fucking weird. Okay, so he texted me at like 1035 at night. Can I tell you something in good faith? And I said, yes. And he's like, okay, did you tell your sister I texted you? I said, no, why? LOL, IDK, that seems like it would happen. And then he goes, so I just wanted to tell you I'm doing fucking amazing. In this moment, I'm like, okay, I read this wrong. I read this wrong completely because there's no way a normal sane person is going to text me and be like, I just wanted to let you know I'm doing fucking amazing. So I was like, I read this wrong. He meant to say, I just wanted to tell you that you're doing fucking amazing. Like I was like, oh, he totally means he meant to tell me that I was doing fucking amazing. And I was like, Livy, are you being a little narcissistic here? Like you're like, oh my God, he's telling me I'm doing fucking amazing. Well, why would he text me and tell me he's doing fucking amazing? You know, like, you know what I mean? So that's why I was like, oh, he's trying to tell me he meant to tell me that I was fucking amazing. Not that he's just bragging about himself because what absolute fucking psychopath would do that? So then... I respond with, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. Watch, like waiting for him, waiting for him to correct himself and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like autocorrect. I totally meant to say you're doing so fucking amazing. Like not me. I'm not absolutely psychotic. I'm not absolutely fucking nuts. I meant to say you're doing so amazing. So I'm waiting for that. And then, you know, that never happened. He was like, so how's the podcast and everything going with you? And then sends me, aw, thank you, winky face. Why would you send your ex-girlfriend's sister a winky face? Like, what the fuck is the vibes here? Like, we're not on a winky face kind of 
relationship ever. We never were on a winky face kind of relationship. You're not sending a winky face unless you're trying to fuck someone, right? In my opinion, I'm not going to send a winky face to my uncle. No, I'm going to send a winky face to the guy I'm trying to have sex with later tonight. I'm not just throwing around winky faces to people who used to be like my ex's siblings. No, that's a little fucking weird. Like the winky face really threw me off in that moment. And I was the only one that was like, this winky face is really weird. My sister was like, this whole thing is weird. And I was like, but the winky face, am I the only one catching the winky face? I'm not sending a winky face ever. A winky face is not like a cute thing. It's a flirty thing. It's I'm down to fuck. I'm trying to fuck the shit out of you kind of thing. That's what a winky face really represents. You're like, you're reading too much into a winky face. That's not what a winky face means. To me, it is, okay? So... And this moment I realized he did not autocorrect. Like he did not mean to say, you're doing so fucking amazing, Livy. He really wanted to text me and say, I just wanted to tell you that I'm doing fucking amazing. So in this moment, we know something. He's clearly not doing fucking amazing. Because if you're going to text someone and tell them that you're doing fucking amazing, chances are you're not doing amazing at all. If anything, I feel like you need to be checked into the psych ward because who just randomly texts somebody and is like, I'm doing fucking amazing. Like you're not doing well. Like what is wrong? At that point, I wanted to be like, do you need a hotline number? Like what's the issue here? Because nobody just texts somebody that. And I was like, okay, so I clearly know you're not doing amazing. So then I asked him how it is where he's living. Like he moved state. So I'm like, how's Colorado? I don't know why I beat around the bush in that one. It's fucking Colorado. I'm like, how's Colorado? Everything's great with the podcast. He goes, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So real passive aggressive there, you know, real weird, real fucking bizarre. Like, okay, it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. I get it. If you don't, if you hate my sister, just say, I hate your sister. You know what I mean? Cause like, what is this weird conversation we're having? And I was like, so amazing to hear. So happy. Alexa, turn off the fucking alarm. Jeez, this bitch. Are we kidding? She wants to be my fucking co-host. Relax, Alexa. Don't ever. Anyways. I'm like, so amazing to hear, so happy for you. And he goes, yeah, that's all I really wanted to say, LOL. So you went out of your way to text me that you are doing fucking amazing and you think I actually believe you are doing fucking amazing. I think you're either rolling on drugs or you need to be visiting the psychiatric unit because nobody is just like, hey, hey, how are you? I'm doing fucking amazing unless you're on drugs. Like, or like I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to get me to tell my sister what he was saying, but like you got to do it in a more casual way. I mean, I definitely did tell my sister and we definitely had a laugh over it because he sounded absolutely psychotic. And it really was a moment for me that I was like, I need to let go of him and their relationship because I don't want her to marry him anymore because he's clearly ill. Anyways, the next thing that happened was, you guys, um... I got the COVID vaccine, kicked my ass, got my second dose, kicked my ass. I thought I was dying. I was in my bed shaking, shivering, high fever, very ill, literally thought I was dying, still not feeling great. Got it Thursday, um, definitely felt ill, not feeling great, but I'm fully vaccinated and hot bitches are fully, va- hot bitches are fully vaccinated. So if you're not fully vaccinated, you're ugly as fuck. So that's just about that. Anyways, I had a date last night. <laughs> Ew, how disgusting. What the fuck? Who am I? Am I ruining my brand? So here's the thing. 
I, we all know I don't date. We all know I don't date at all. I never go on dates. I don't do this. You're like, Livy, why'd you go on this date? Well, because he was a vibe, you know, like we were talking for a minute and I was like, it's probably, he asked me to dinner and I was like, I probably should go. I think it's about time. I've been talking to him for a while. He has a good vibe to him. I like him. Let's go on this date. The date was good. The date was wonderful. The date was like almost three hours long. But here's the thing. I don't want to get into too many details about the date because like I said, I like to really dissect things after they're done and they've already happened like way further down the line, like maybe a couple months from now. But I will just say it was a great little experience. Also, there was a situation before the date that really made me question if I wanted to go on the date or not. Okay, it was one of those moments where I was like, what do I do? So him and I were texting and we were going back and forth. And I'm not even going to get into what the text messages were, but he said something that made me put my phone down and go, ew, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Ew. So in that moment, I was like, I don't want to go on the date anymore. I like truly do not want to go on this date. It's already hard enough for me to get my ass up and go on a fucking date. Like, I don't want to go on this date anymore. Like, ew, I don't want to. So I ended you're like, so what made you go on the date? Because everybody was telling me to give second chances and all my friends are like, they all know that I don't date and they're all like, well, you need to get, you need to date. It's getting sad. It's getting depressing. You're depressing to look at. We don't even like to be friends with you because you're depressing. So none of them have ever said that to me, but you know, that's what I feel because every single one of my friends is in a relationship. I would say five of my closest friends are all in relationships. The only person that's not in a relationship is my sister. My sister and I are the only single bitches out here and so it's really not encouraging me to go on dates at all because all my friends are like booed up and I feel like if they were all single dating I'd want to date more but I'm content with being single I'm content with being alone so I never feel like I need to date but I was like you know what Livy it's time to get back out there and it's time to date it's time to really live a hot girl summer and be a whore like just be a straight up whore because why not why would I not you know what I mean so went on a little date probably going to go on another date with the guy. He was a vibe. I I fucked with him. He was a vibe. He's definitely not what I know. He's like my type, but like in such a different way. Like if you guys knew anything about him, you're like, well, we don't because you won't fucking tell us. So don't even finish your sentence. Anyways, he's just like normally not somebody I would date. But I think that's what's so great about that is like he is someone that I would normally not date and I but like I actually enjoyed the night so that was a vibe we'll see what happens I'll keep all of you updated and if there's any stories about him I'm gonna give him a little fucking nickname and we'll run with it I think I already have a nickname in my head for him so you guys since it's my motherfucking birthday I need to stop swearing so much I really do I really do need to stop swearing so much it gets a little bit extensive it gets a little bit much it's taking away from my true talent anyways it is my birthday and so last year if you remember my birthday I did a year recap my my birthday it's my birthday my year recap and I went through every single month and everything that like really happened behind the scenes of that month so I'm gonna do something similar to that but a lot of this year was spent depressed and healing from a sexual assault that happened to me in January you're like can we live one episode can we go through one episode without you bringing up your sexual assault so okay relax we're um, gonna get into it I'm doing that in so a sort of way. I picked out the highlighted moments of my year and we're going to go through the highlighted moments of the year and like 
my favorite moments that I probably mentioned on the podcast, but didn't go into much detail in. So we're going to go into a lot of detail. I'm going to be telling a lot of stories this episode and we're going to go fucking nuts because it's what my motherfucking birthday. My birthday is absolutely a holiday. I truly treat my birthday like it's a holiday. Like I really do. I'm like, oh, it's genuinely a holiday. Anyways, (laughs) the number one thing that I brushed under the rug so easily and like never really talked about was my Miami New Year's trip. So I did spend New Year's in Miami. Yeah, I'm an asshole. Like I'm an asshole. I don't know why I was like, I need to go to Miami during New Year's, but it is what it is. Let's just get into the fucking trip and what happened. So this is probably one of the craziest trips I've ever been on. You guys, have listened to the episode where I talk about how I got robbed in Miami by the one girl that I was staying with, an absolute psychopath. Regina, she was crazy, but we're not even going to talk about Regina. We're going to talk about every single thing else I did in Miami, and that's that. So I left for Miami December 28th, right after Christmas. My friend and I, we went out there first, and we stayed at the W in where the f- in Brickle, in the more downtownish area of Miami. Like we were not in South Beach. We stayed in the downtown Brickle area, which is the one I like so much better. Also, the W is absolutely insane. It is it is genuinely stunning and it was a really great hotel. And looking back, I definitely wished her and I spent the whole trip there together. Um, that's just that. We just had such a great time at the W. And the W in Brickell is more my vibe than the second place we stayed at the second half of the trip, which was in South Beach. It was this Airbnb in South Beach, which was really nice. And I did like that. But I really loved the W in Brickell like so much more. It was definitely way more my vibe. Anyways, before heading out to Miami, all of us girls decided to put our hinge locations to Miami probably two weeks prior to the trip. No, I think it might have been like a month prior to the trip. So just in, we were just seeing who was out there and what was out there. You know what I mean? So I happened to meet somebody on Hinge and I've definitely told a story about him before and his name in that story was Big Daddy. So we're just going to go in with it and call him Big Daddy. And if you know why, you know why. So him and I matched on Hinge I would say two weeks before I was leaving to go to Miami. And there's just so much about this situation that was just so crazy. So we're going to get into it. So we matched on Hinge and he was like, are you in Miami? Are you in Chicago? And I was like, Jesus Christ, fucker. I'm in Chicago. And but I'm going to be in Miami for New Year's. He was like, oh, interesting. I'm actually moving back to Chicago after New Year's. So I was like, wow. So he lived in Miami, but was going to move back to Chicago after New Year's. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, that's kind of crazy. Like, what a weird coincidence. You know what I mean? And he was like, we definitely have to hang out on me. I'm in my what the fuck was that English? Let me know. It wasn't. Um, he's like, we definitely have to hang out in Miami. Like, we have to hang out. And I was like, yes, for sure. You know, I just tell everybody yes, for sure. I don't ever really mean it. Okay. Cause I'm a bitch and <laughs> I'm just a bitch. He is a very successful retired NFL player. Like he was a very good NFL player in his prime. So he was a vibe. We really liked him. And I like actually didn't really like him. I We'll get into it. So that's a little bit about him is that he was an ex-NFL 
I feel like star is like a little bit too much for his ego. I don't, I really wouldn't call him a star, but he was a very successful NFL player, didn't play anymore. And so he was in my DMs because he obviously followed me on Instagram after we matched on Hinge. And he was in my DMs almost every single day until the Miami trip. Like, so he was making his name known. And I was like, Jesus fuck this guy is really making his presence known like all respect to him you know what I mean like okay I probably will meet up with him in Miami because he's pretty cool he always kept asking me what I was doing for New Year's and I genuinely had absolutely zero idea like that is the one thing none of us planned is like we had no idea where we were going for New Year's in Miami just absolutely no clue which kind of was a little bit sketchy but at the same time really fun because we were just like open to anything at that point we all had like several different options we could go to because we all had some sort of connection in Miami that was like come here do this let's do that okay so he's in my dms and he's like what are you doing for new year's what are you doing for new year's and I'm like giving him a bunch of different things like I'm truly not sure so the night before new year's I'm at this dinner and it's a Komodo dinner and I'm with my friend and we're at this dinner and he messages me and because I knew he was going to go to the W's rooftop for New Year's Eve. And like I looked at tickets and I was like, there's absolutely no way. I feel like at the time I looked, they were like $500, something insane. And I was like, yeah, we're not spending $500 on rooftop tickets to go to the W. Like that's just not happening. So I knew he was spending the W. I knew he was spending his New Year's at the W on the rooftop. And so he messaged me the day before New Year's and was like, listen, I have two tickets for you and your friend for the W rooftop for New Year's. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I have to meet this fucker. First thing that went through my mind. And I was like, oh, my God. So we're sitting at this Komodo dinner, which is also a really memorable dinner. And I'll get into it. Um, And I'm like, listen, he just offered two tickets for us for this for New Year's like do we do it do we go and of course my friend is like yes let's do it let's go and I'm like oh my god yes well obviously I'm gonna say yes too because it's like what the fuck else are we gonna do I feel like our other options were just like not as fun as the W rooftop so I was like okay perfect it's an open bar we're not paying for a thing like this is so fun this is so ideal this couldn't have gone better but then I'm like in my back of my head like wait you literally have to socialize with him and you actually like have to get to know him and I'm like fuck me like that's so boring I don't want to do that on my New Year's but I was like you know what like I'm actually a little bit into him like this could be fun let's do it right so we get to the new year's eve party everything's fine like the w rooftop is beautiful and it was funny because we were staying there the two nights of our first trip and we're like when we live in when we're staying in south beach is when we're not at the w like what the fuck so we're like ubering back and forth but it wasn't that big of a deal but it was just funny how it all worked out and so like i we had so much fun at the w rooftop New Year's celebration like how could you not you know what I mean but like I was kind of stuck with this fucker the whole night which like I didn't love like because there were so many people there and my friend happened to find the bachelor boys so I don't watch the bachelor or the bachelorette like I don't really watch it very often, but she does. And she kept bringing new guys up to me. And she was like whispering in my ear like he was on Kate's season. Is it Kate? What the fuck was her name? Kate? Kate. I feel like I watched her season when she married Dale. Was her name Kate? What the fuck is that bitch? Yeah, Kate and Dale. Kate. Yeah, her name's Kate. Even if it's not Kate, she was a fucking bitch. So her name's Kate. Anyways, she, every boy from that season was at 
the W rooftop for some reason. So the bachelor boys, the bachelorette boys were at the W and my friend was living that up. She was like loving on the bachelorette boys. And I'm like, go off. They're totally like not my vibe because they're all just really white pretentious douchebags who are like five, nine, maybe six, two, and like really don't have anything going for them besides the fact they were on The Bachelorette. But like if that's my friend's vibe, I'm going to fucking amp her up. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So what happened was I got annoyed with Big Daddy during the night. I'm like, you're fucking boring. I literally am not going to lie. This is going to sound terrible. And I think I might have to cut this out. But I definitely think he had like a little bit of a social anxiety problem. He definitely had communication problems. And it was just, we just, you know what? Fuck that. We just weren't compatible. We just didn't match up. Up, which is fine like it is fine but so at that point I'm like okay New Year's had just hit and she's like let's go and the rooftop was closing because everything was closing by 1 a.m in Miami on New Year's and she's like let's go with the bachelorette boys to their after party and I'm like Jesus fuck what where but I'm like okay actually it's not far from our Airbnb so like let's actually like go to this after party that'll be something fun that we do like why not At that point, there were no Ubers. Like no Ubers were coming to the W every it was Miami was so fucking packed. So there was nothing. So the boys we were with flagged down an Uber or like this random man and had him drive us and paid him cash, like paid him like a hundred dollars cash to take us to this bachelorette after party. It was the weirdest crowd I've ever been in and I felt so sick and I was so drunk and I was like, I just want to go home and like I didn't, I was just not feeling great. And the bachelorette after party was just so bizarre and weird. And I feel like in the car going to that, like that Uber that we paid him, I heard the guy say at least 50 times that he was on Kate's season or something. I feel like her name isn't Kate, but like, I just don't care. The bachelorette boys were just different. They're just very different, but like, they're not my type. They're not my vibe. So... I feel like if they were, I would have been living it up. And I'm like, yes, oh my God, yes. But like, they're just not it for me. So that is that on my New Year's Eve night. Started at the W rooftop, ended up at the Bachelorette Boys Airbnb partying with the Bachelorette Boys. And that's just that. So also in Miami, the one of the best things was the dinners. Like the dinners were absolutely amazing. So Komodo is a really nice restaurant in Miami. It's and the night we were there was the night that everybody was there. So like we were upstairs and the table below us was like OBJ and like Stassi baby. All those people were there and like Dave Portnoy was there. Everybody was at Komodo that night. So we got to see all of them. And so like that was very fun. Also, like the food was definitely average, like not going to lie. That was very average. And then Mila in Miami as well. So the Mila story is a little funny. My friend and I were taking photos of each other and we were arguing with each other right outside of Mila, like by the elevators because we were taking pictures in front of the sign. And she's like, I look ugly. I don't like any of these. I don't like any of these. I'm like, you look beautiful. You look fine. We're just like arguing with each other about these fucking photos, right? And as we're arguing with each other about these photos, I make direct eye contact with the guy who's waiting for the elevator. And I'm like, he's, I know him. Where do I know him from? And then I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking Diplo. That's how I know him. It's because it's Diplo. I'm like, I don't personally know him. And my friend was like, oh my God, was he homeless? And I was like, no, he wasn't homeless. It was fucking Diplo. And so we ran into Diplo when we were waiting for 
well, while I was taking her photos at Mila. So he saw our whole little argument happen and everything like that. And he was probably like, what the fuck is wrong with these bitches? But yeah, ran into Diplo at, at Mila. Their portions were really small at Mila. And just like, honest to God, we went to Whole Foods after and ate more food. Like it just wasn't, I could have ordered the whole menu and it still would have not been enough. But the drinks were good. Versace Mansion. Went there when I was hungover. Got this amazing fucking pasta. Loved it to death. Go to Versace Mansion. As well as Pub Belly Sushi. 10 out of 10. I'm not over here like fucking food advisor. But these are just my advice and my opinions on the Miami restaurants. As well as a big thing about Miami was the yachts. Okay, so we did one day on the yachts. And the thing is, when in Miami in January, it was pretty chilly. It was pretty cold, but the yachts were like just fun in general. I mean, like put me on a yacht, you think I'm going to have a bad time? So the yachts were fun. I really did like the yachts. I mean, how am I going to sit here and be like, I hated the fucking yachts? Like, no, bitch, I, I love a yacht. Who doesn't love a yacht? So as well as I did go to the clubs in Miami, but only the outdoor clubs because I'm super COVID because I'm super COVID safe. But yes, the thing is in this Miami club was it was definitely different. They feed you there. They gave us like sushi and French fries and a bunch of food, which was really nice. And we had bottles there and our promoter wasn't there, but he was just like, say my name. They're going to bring you the bottles. They're going to do the whole thing, which that was like really cool because I liked the idea of not having a bunch of random girls I didn't know, like I knew every girl I was with, as well as um, my promoter wasn't even there. So I was like, this is fun. We like that. But we ended up leaving the club. And then my friend and I, we left and we got pizza. And it was actually like probably the best pizza I had in Miami. It was like so fucking good. But yeah, that was the Miami trip broken down. Okay, so that was the first trip I took to Miami this year. Let's, I'm eventually going to go into the second trip I took to Miami, but I want to get into something that happened in July. And this was when Maisie and I drove eight hours to meet her now boyfriend, Drew. We couldn't talk about it at the time, but Maisie and Drew had never met in person. They had met on Tinder and Maisie was like, hey, do you want to go to Drew's house in Minnesota and drive eight hours with me. And I was like, yeah, like, why the fuck would I not? I don't know why I was so on board for that, but like, I'm going to break down the Drew Minnesota story. So Maisie and I decided that this would be a great idea. She really liked him and she was like, I do want to see him and I needed a fucking vacation. So I was like, you know what? We're going to go and we're going to drive the eight hours and we're going to meet Drew. And Everybody I told beforehand was like, you guys are absolutely fucking insane. What if he kills you? He is this random Tinder guy. And I was like, oh my God, wait, they're so right. Like, what if he does kill us? But it didn't fear me enough to stop going. We literally had to lie to every single person and be like, oh no, we're just visiting a different friend. And then we might go see Drew. Like, because nobody knew who the fuck Drew was. So they were like, what? So at that point, we did what we had to do, lied to everybody, took Maisie's dad's car and drove eight hours. Here's where we fucked up though and it turned into a 12-hour trip. Maisie and I turned off Siri and the navigation because she was really killing a vibe. We wanted to listen to music and Siri was killing a fucking vibe. So we turned her off and we had absolutely no idea where we were going. 
And that led us on a bunch of, so we just drove straight. Like we just drove straight. And as we drove home, we realized we had really fucked up because there were so many like slight turns we had to take that we genuinely never took. So it took us 12 hours to get to Drew's cabin in Minnesota when it only should have taken us eight. Also, we were both literally falling asleep at the wheel, which is like terrible to say. So we kept having to switch off with each other, but we were both so exhausted because we woke up at 4 a.m. to fucking drive that long to meet an absolute stranger and it was probably the most terrifying thing I've ever done but it ended up being like the best weekend of the summer and it was so much fun like every all of his friends felt like we had known them forever and it was just truly such a fun fucking weekend like I will never not remember that weekend like just being on the boat the whole weekend was so much fun so we loved that we really loved that and on the way home I, Maisie slept the first half of the ride and then I drove and then we switched. And Maisie, to stay awake, was playing the most sexually explicit songs that there ever were and was blasting them so loud in my ear. I'm saying like Jacquees was on fucking full volume so Maisie could stay awake. That was the only way Maisie felt that if she could stay awake was blasting these fucking porno songs in my ear. And I'm like, Maisie, this is absolutely insane. She's like, I know, I know, but this is the only way I'm going to really like stay awake. Like only way I'm going to stay awake. I need to listen to this music. And I was like, what is this? What the fuck is this? And I wish I'll post. No, I can't post any of it, but it was one of those things that you'll just like never forget. So that whole weekend trip in general to the cabin was a lot of fun. So much fun that we'll be doing it again this summer. Okay, so I'm going to vlog that whole thing. But yes, that was that. Really enjoyed that trip with Drew. Like that was my first time meeting Drew and that was Maisie's first time meeting Drew. And like his family, his friends, everybody made us feel so welcome and safe and like they didn't kill us. So like Drew's not a murderer and we, I don't like recommend that to you guys, like meeting a fucking rando off Tinder and then like going to stay with him and his family. But like it was a lot of fun. Like, live on the edge. If you die, that's how you're meant to die. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Like, literally don't do that. Unless your intuition's telling you to, then do it. Anyways, I never told you guys this, but I went on a really bad date in March. Like, I went on this awful date, and I really hope this fucker doesn't listen to the podcast. But basically, he was somebody I had known already, and I was like, okay, yeah, like, I'll go on this date. I ended up accidentally showing up an hour late. And if you know me, like, I'm not a late person. I'm very punctual. I'm always on time. It's an OCD thing for me. Always on time. I hit traffic, and that's when I should have known that I was going too far out of my little river north bubble that I um, normally stay in. Like, I don't leave downtown Chicago ever. Like, I just, unless I'm going to the suburbs for my hair or my nails or something, which is very rare, but, like, I don't go to, like, Logan Square and Wicker Park, and I don't give a fuck what you think about that. It's just not my vibe. Like, I don't like it over there. If I liked it over there, I would have lived over there. So I like downtown area. That's why I live here. I like, you're like, why are you being so rude? Why are you being so defensive and so rude? Nobody said shit about that. Anyways, I went all the way to fucking Logan Square, which is like not my vibe, okay? It's just not my vibe over there. I'm a very much a city girl. I like to be down here and I don't like to be far away from where I am. It's just a comfort thing for me, okay? Whatever. And I literally showed up an hour late. Like I showed up a full hour late and I can't believe that I accidentally did that, but it really happened. So 
it just wasn't fun. Like it just wasn't fun. And he kept pressuring me to see my apartment. And I was like, this is just like not fun. Like I didn't like any of this. And it definitely made me retreat back in and not want to date for a really long time. Cause I was just like, this is like not a fucking vibe and is what it was. So, I mean, it was like cool to like catch up and shit, but I was like, this is not fun for me. And this is when the list came about. So like my therapist and I have a list of like prerequisites people need to meet on the first date for me to even give them a chance. You're like, God, you and your therapist are fucking crazy, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, this is just for like me to stay in my boundaries or whatever and like to honor what I like, okay? So this is when the list came about where her and I have a list that he has to check off a certain thing, a number of things that are important to me to like for me to continue to talk to him and want to talk to him even more and like this list has saved my life so like last night for example the date I went on like the guy checked off I think probably all of the list like he's definitely checked off every single thing on the list which is like a vibe and like I'm not gonna go on second dates with people who don't check off things on my fucking list like that's just about that so I highly recommend you like sit down and like make your list of what's important to you and what's not important to you and then look back to it every time you go on a date and be like did they check off the every single box on my list and like if they check off every single box like yes fucking great if they don't check off every single box and like they're not the one and you're like well what's on the list successful passionate like little random things that just really matter to me like those things like does he smoke those things and if it's on the list and he checks off the list then it's like okay 10 out of 10 keep dating this person like it's a person that's comfortable within your boundaries and we like them like they're cool so that's when the list came about and I highly recommend everyone has a list. If you have questions about it, email me. I don't fucking like the DMs. So let's get into my second trip to Miami and my mom might kill me for bringing this up. So we did a family vacation. We haven't done a family vacation in such a long time. And I going into this family vacation was like, okay, one of my good friends lives in Miami. So I'm obviously going to want to see him and I'm obviously going to want to go to the club and shake my ass, mom. Like respect my wishes, respect my life and that's it. So I did go to the club when I was in Miami there and it was an indoor club. It was a lot of fun. My Lara and I, the sister who I'm closest with and she's close with my friend that lives in Miami. Like we all went to the clubs and had like the best time. But that really pissed my mom off for some reason and really like made her hate my sister and I for a fat minute. So for two days of the trip, she didn't speak to us. It was so lovely and it made me realize why the fuck am I in Miami with this bitch and she's not talking to me. So I didn't love that moment with my mom. But after that, things were fine. But actually like it was really fun just to be with my sister and I and like we went to a bunch of dinners. We like spent the beach day together it was like really fun like I actually like didn't mind it that much so some of the dinners that I really recommend was like prime fish hysteria romana those are like my two favorite like literally eat there go eat there it's so fucking good so 10 out of 10 recommend anyways we were on in south beach for that vacation I don't like south beach I don't like south beach at all like it's not a vibe I did not like it I like staying in the downtown area way more so that's what I'm about to say about Miami part two because I know I posted a lot from that trip but never really explained it at all it's because my mom literally got in a fight with me and like thought I was absolutely Satan for no reason and I did nothing to do that she's just a little sensitive not gonna lie 
Also, something really important that happened this year was like TikTok became my job. Is one of my jobs. We love TikTok. I don't know why I've been doing this weird French accent recently, but last night I was like, Z date was fun. Z date was amazing. I love Z date, but that's like my new little accent I've been doing, and we like kind of fuck with it. Anyways, so monetize my TikTok. That's not hard. I'm just in the creator fund. And oh, I mean, like you do need 50,000 followers. You're like, yeah, not hard. 50,000 followers. You're a fucking bitch. Anyways, that's when I started being like, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to post more TikToks. I'm going to really invest my time into TikTok. And I will say a lot of you hate me on there. And I honestly, I think it's the funniest thing ever. I'm like, you guys are fucking bitches. Like relax. Because TikToks and I don't get along. Also, like I don't like TikTok right now because they've been muting a lot of my videos and taking a lot of my videos down like I said anal in a video and they took it down and like I was explaining that to Maisie this morning she was like because they are banning her for like being in a bikini which they've also done to me and I was like yeah dude I fucking said anal on TikTok and they took it down and she's like well why did what what TikTok were you posting that you had to talk about anal and I was like I was describing a conversation I had with one of my friends where we were talking about twin flames and I was like she was like, well, how do I know if I've met my twin flame? And I was like, well, you have to do anal with your twin flame. Like, you just have to do anal. Like, it's a given. Like, all twin flames do anal. And she was like, oh, then, like, I just definitely have not met my twin flame yet. Like, I just haven't met him if you have to do anal with him. I'm like, yeah, probably not. She, like, believed me for a minute. And, like, I posted it on TikTok because I thought it was funny. And then they took it down and they muted me. They also took down one of my videos for saying nipple. You're like, you, it's a highlight. I'm sorry. This is supposed to be a highlight that TikTok became my job this year. So a, a job, it's like one of my jobs because it doesn't pay, like the pay is not consistent. One month I could get a fuck ton of money. Another month I could get absolutely no money. Well, no, I never get no money, but like not enough money. So monetizing TikTok, the podcast and Instagram has been a vibe for me. We really love that. So you guys, that is it for my little crazy episode on like the behind the scenes of kind of big events that happened this year that I mentioned on the podcast but didn't go into detail in, which I was like, you know what? No, now I want to spill the fucking tea. Big Daddy in Miami was a fucking psycho. And you know what? My mom's a bitch. No, I love my mom. She's totally not a bitch. But yeah, that is it for this week's episode. I'm 20 fucking two. And it's my birthday, which means it's a national holiday. Everybody take off work and shake your ass on a yacht because that's exactly what I would want all of you to do on my birthday. You're like, where am I going to find a yacht, bitch? Anyways, just shake your ass in general and feel like a bad bitch. That's how you know my birthday is a national holiday. But... I love every single one of you. If you want more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at sheislivy, TikTok at sheislivy, YouTube, it's Livy Bitch. I definitely want to film a birthday vlog. I'm going to have a birthday vlog come out, so that's going to happen. As well as, it might be on my iPhone and I might fucking forget forget to record it. And that's that. I love every single one of you. Have an amazing day, night, evening. Go wish me a happy fucking birthday and shake some ass. You guys are bad bitches. If you want to email me, email me at middaymatcha, two A's at the end of matcha at gmail.com. I absolutely love hearing from all of you. It makes me real emotional, real lovely. But have a great time, you whores. Love you. Bye. Bye.